Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question is from Casey. She asks, at what point, if ever, do I attempt to help my eight-year-old kid with a conflict he is having with another boy in our neighborhood? The other boy is a year older They've known each other since they were toddlers. They don't go to the same school, so they don't spend as much time together recently, but when they play outside, they've always seemed to be on good terms. Now they're in a group together at camp, and my son says this boy is telling him things like, you aren't my friend anymore, you've never been my friend, and I hate you. I realize I'm only getting one side of the story, and I've asked what led to this, and my son can't or won't tell me. He came home early from camp today because the leader called and said he was crying to leave. When I got him home, my son told me it was this behavior happened again, and that's what made him want to come home. I'm friendly with the other kid's mom. Do I text her and ask if she knows about some conflict between them? Do I ignore it and let the boys figure it out? I've told my kid just to play with other boys instead of this boy and to tell a grown-up at camp if the behavior becomes too much for him to handle on his own. What do you think? Casey, this is a tough one because you know the mom and you're friendly with her. In a way, it makes it easier to not go mama bear because you know this kid. You've known him all his life. It's not like it. there's some stranger at camp being mean to your kid. And you're right to say, okay, I know I only have one side of the story, and that's a good perspective to keep. But if your son is coming home crying, I think it's already too much for him to handle. And if he could just play with somebody else and just ignore it and those kind of things, then he would have done so. I think that camp counselors are actually a special breed. Like obviously, the you don't say how old the, the people are who are taking care of your kid. I'm going to assume somewhere between 18 and 22. Um, they're kind of a special breed. They're not uh, trained educators, right, or, or trained um, relational therapists, but they are definitely super cool in terms of how the kids who are in their groups view them. I feel like a well-placed, hey, guys, we don't do that kind of thing around here would work wonders with eight-year-old boys. Um, I think talk to the camp. I think ask them to address it within this pod saying, you know, hey, mean, mean is not cool. Like I don't talk to my friends like that. I would never let a little bit of that from this counselor, like that's not how the Blue Jays are going to roll or whatever the name of their group is, would really be quite potent coming from somebody who they believe is part peer and part, you know, demigod to them. I think your kid does need protection if 
the camp couldn't do that or that the counselor is just not a good person to do that kind of thing, then they can just kind of keep him apart, make sure the counselor sits at the lunch table with them or in their lunch group, pays a little attention to your kid, picks your kid for the partner to show how to throw a Frisbee, whatever it is. Give your kid a little extra protection and positive attention. Not so much that the older kids think that there's a bubble around him, just so your kid feels a little bit protected. Because the crying that's happening, I think it's all the reward that a bully needs to keep going, right? We understand as adults that like, well, just don't care. Like, just don't, just say like, I don't care if you like me or not. But kids can't do that. And when they show their hurt feelings, that's all the oxygen this needs. And of course, this kid is probably gaining points with the other kids, um, you know, gaining gaining leadership points by beating his chest after making your kid cry. So I, I would nip it in the bud. Talking to the other mom is harder. And I admire you for saying I could do that because you probably should do it. And it's not easy. You said do it over text. I wouldn't do it over text. Text can get People can read things into your texts, like whether you used a, a period or not, or whether you said KK or just K, you know, they can sort of ascribe all kinds of tones to your text that are not intentional. And that seems a little landminey to me here. So I would do it over the phone. The way I would play it was be like, there seems to be some kind of beef between the boys. I don't know what it is. So I just wanted to let you know, I've kind of asked the counselors to keep a little bit of an eye on it, maybe put a little bit of a buffer between them because I'm not sure what's up. And then if your friend asks for more details, say, well, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Clearly it's only one side of the story, but he's coming home crying. He's saying, you're not my friend anymore. I, I don't know what's up. And I'm not asking you to, you know, yell at your kid. I'm just, I, I just thought maybe the camp should put a little, little space between them. You're definitely right, Casey, to keep it in perspective and not panic. Um, this kind of behavior, this relational aggression is really common in children. And I'm really sorry your son is having a tough time right now. And it's, you know, it's a part of growing up, as you know. So I think it's good that you're not going mama bear. But on the other hand, I think your son does need a little support. And even though this is temporary, even though they'll go back to school and not be in the same school anymore. The good thing is I think camp is the perfect place to have discussions about what friendship is, right? There's a, there's a lot less distractions of academics and things like that. It's all about relationships. And I think the uh, 18 to 22 year old counselor might be the perfect person to reset what the expectations are about how to be a good friend. I hope it goes well, Casey, let us know. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us, questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 